This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 596, The Secret to Interpersonal Happiness by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net, and I'm Justin Mollick. Welcome back, or welcome for the first time if you're new here. This is where I simply read to you, like a librarian to a group of kids, or a father to a child. I'm not saying you're a child and I'm an authority figure. I definitely don't see things that way. In fact, as a listener of this show, I consider you an old friend. OLD also happens to stand for Optimal Living Daily, which is convenient. And today's post is from the massive blog Zen Habits, a new post actually. So let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. The Secret to Interpersonal Happiness by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. As much as we desire being connected to others, good friendships, a wonderful romantic relationship, close family members, this connection always comes at a cost. We get frustrated by other people. You know it's true. You might be really good friends with someone, but then they get angry at you for some reason, or they behave without consideration, and all of a sudden, your mood is much darker. You're not happy with them. Maybe they're not happy with you. Things can go sour very quickly. This is such a difficult problem that you could devote entire books to ways of working out these kinds of conflicts and frustrations. But I have one technique that, if applied consistently, will lead to a lot more happiness. The secret? Always take the good-hearted view of other people. To take some explaining, so let's take a look at two ways of looking at other people. Number one, the ill-intentioned view. When someone does something rude, you think, why do they have to be so inconsiderate? Or who does that? Basically, you see their actions in the worst possible light without putting yourself in their shoes. Most of us do this regularly without realizing it. Anytime you're mad or frustrated with someone, this is what you're doing. Number two, the good-hearted view. When someone does something inconsiderate, and I'm not saying their actions are justified, you can try to think of those actions in a good-hearted way. For example, maybe they're having a bad day and are grumpy. That doesn't excuse their actions, but you can understand the feeling of being grumpy. Or maybe they were hurt by something you did, which you might not realize, and they're lashing out because of that hurt. That's not a nice way to react, of course, but we can all relate to feeling hurt and lashing out. So the good-hearted view is that this is someone you care about who is hurting. Forget the personal offense, think about their pain, and be compassionate towards that pain. Let's take a brief look at the ill-intentioned way of seeing things, then go into what I believe will transform most people's interpersonal happiness, the good-hearted view why the ill-intentioned view is a problem. It's easy to see the rudeness, inconsideration, and plain wrongness of other people. That's because we're looking at it from our own point of view and thinking they should see things the same way as you do. For example, 
They left dirty dishes or a big mess in the kitchen. Why didn't they just clean up instead of being inconsiderate? You feel they're not acting as they should. They said something kind of mean to you. You have no idea why they would be mean. You're a good person who doesn't deserve that. They are mad at you for some reason. You don't deserve that. What's their problem? Of course, there are much worse things, but these are some typical interpersonal problems and common reactions. These are natural reactions, but looking at things this way causes you to feel bad about the other person. You are frustrated, angry, offended, or hurt. You build up resentment. You might also react badly to the other person, say something hurtful or angry, lash out, ignore them, whatever your habitual way of responding to these things might be. This obviously will make them react badly to you, and now your relationship is hurt. You're not happy, and neither are they. This isn't a good situation. The problem with the ill-intentioned view is that it doesn't help anybody and hurt the relationship. Worse yet, it's self-centered. You're seeing things from your own point of view rather than thinking about the other person whom you care about, both of you or your relationship together. The solution, the good-hearted view. Okay, so the self-centered view of seeing the ill intentions of the other person isn't ideal, not that any of us are ideal. So what about the good-hearted view? Well, this approach tries to use empathy to see the good heart of the other person, to assume that they are good people with decent intentions who make mistakes and are having trouble of some kind. For example, some reason someone might act badly. Number one, they genuinely didn't realize how you would take their actions. From their perspective, there was nothing wrong with what they did. Your interpretation might be that they are wrong, but that's only one way of seeing it. Number two, They were caught up in their world and weren't thinking of how their words or actions might affect other people. This, of course, is self-centered, but we all do this, probably every day. Number three, they're having a bad day, are in a bad mood, or are in the middle of a tough problem in their life. This causes them to react badly to you. This is not an excuse for bad behavior, but you can understand this as we all go through it. Number four, they have a bad habit of reacting to people in certain harmful ways. This doesn't mean they have a bad heart, but instead, they developed bad patterns when they were young. At one point, these patterns were meant to protect them from harm, but now they just harm others. Number five, they were abused by someone or hurt in the past, and now they are worried that you are going to harm them, so they protect themselves. Not an excuse, but more of a way to understand people's behavior. Number six, you did something that they took offense to, and so they're reacting badly to something you did, Maybe you didn't realize you did this, but that's the world they're in. Number seven, they genuinely were trying to do something to help you, but you took it the wrong way. None of those excuse bad behavior. It's wrong to be rude, to yell, to be violent, but to act badly is human, and to judge everyone for their bad behavior means we won't be friends with anyone, ourselves included, because if we're honest, we have to admit that we act badly sometimes too. We're not looking for excuses, but instead to see the good heart in the other person. Yes, they acted badly, but it's with a good heart. If we can see this, perhaps we can see the other person in a more kind light and react to them in a more helpful way. Some ways we can react now that we see them in a good-hearted light. Number one, we can try to understand them, maybe even talk to them about what's going on. People often like to be heard and understood. Make them feel like what they're doing is understandable. Number two, From this place, we might also share how their actions affected us without blaming, accusing, or guilt-tripping. Instead, it's from a place of wanting to resolve the conflict. Number three, we might give them compassion for the difficulty they're going through, maybe a hug or the appropriate equivalent, just a hug attitude, where we're trying to commiserate with them and make them feel better somehow. 
Number four, or we might just feel the compassion inside and not let ourselves get caught up in resentful or frustrated emotions and instead just leave the other person alone until they feel better if that's more appropriate. Number five, if the other person is genuinely harmful, you might need to get away from them for your own protection. But with compassion, you might not be so angry at them. These are just a few options, but you can see that these actions are much more helpful for the relationship, for the other person, and for our own happiness. You might say, well, isn't this just rewarding or excusing their bad behavior? That's one way to see it, but I believe it's more about not getting caught up in our own self-centered view and not engaging in unhelpful and harmful patterns of thought. With a good-hearted view, we are more understanding, more compassionate, more likely to be happy, and have good relationships. The next time you feel difficulty with someone, try the good-hearted view. You just might find some happiness in a difficult situation. You just listened to the post titled The Secret to Interpersonal Happiness by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As for today's article, the one thing I'll add is that it's not easy to catch yourself when you're caught in a whirlwind of emotions. When you're in that state of mind, it's difficult to step back and say, well, let's look at this from their angle. But it is easier to do that if you practice meditation. That's one of the biggest benefits I've found because the most basic form of meditation, which is focusing on your breath and then catching yourself when you're thinking, letting go of the thought and moving your attention back to your breath is exactly that practice catching yourself when you're off the path in some crazy thought and simply realizing it. We put ourselves in these elaborate stories that aren't true much of the time and create arguments inside our heads and meditation can help you pop right out of it whenever you want. That's the biggest benefit I've seen from meditation personally. So if this is something you struggle with, you might wanna look into that. And that should do it for today. Happy Saturday. Have a great weekend and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.